Fly casual time. We're talking about Monty Python Quest for Holy Grail. The reason why I talk really fast because this song doesn't last very long and how he told me I gotta go quickly. Welcome back, Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle. How'd I do? Dude, it's two minutes and 17 seconds. You said I have 17 seconds. <laughs> That's what you said. Two minutes, 17 seconds. I didn't think that scene was that short, but I trusted no. you. Well, you should not trust your ears right now. Yeah, yeah. That was your mistake. <laughs> That's, what, That's what you get. Yeah. Two minutes and 17 seconds from everywhere. Oh, man. This is a geographical oddity. Well, let's not start Oh Brother and how have we not done Oh Brother Where Art Thou yet? Ooh, there's next week's. Yep, found one. <laughs> I think we there. Yeah, that's next week's. <laughs> Absolutely is. I opposed this. Actually, next week we're going to have to probably cover two episodes of Mando. That's one Woo. episode. And Oh Brother. So, hey, look forward to that, guys. Yeah, yeah. You want to hear some people gush about a movie? Oh Brother Where Art Thou is going to be one where we all start gushing. It's a pretty decent movie. Yep, yep. But not what we're talking about tonight. Tonight we're talking about Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And the, is it and the Holy Grail or the Quest for the Holy Grail? Do and, I even know the name of the, the movie? Holy Grail. Monty Python, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Colon and the Holy Grail. AKA Holy Grail. No colon. I'm just kidding. Holy Grail. Holy, Holy, it Holy might Grail? be a colon. Holy Grail. Bottle episode. You Bottle might episode? have a, by a b- 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 bully episode. Bobolinsky episode. Uh. We, uh, you, we're, yeah. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We can't say words tonight. Yeah, I'm a little jealous of your Dr. Pepper cream soda mm, uh, bottle you good. got over there. I am petting it like it's my baby. Andy was drinking one last night, and I said, How he keeps a steady stock of 20 ounces in his fridge. And that's the only time I let myself have one because if I stocked them, I would guzzle them constantly. And I cannot do that. Therefore, that's, that's, a, that's a Howie Homestead treat. Howie mm, mm. <laughs> Homestead treat. That's right. I'm not happy about what's happening right now. I'm really not. I'm really not. I'm not you know, it, the, Eric, this you, is... have you gone out and got one yet since you heard about the goodness last night? No, I'm not really a soda guy. And I'm not really a going out guy either. So. <laughs> That's very true. You're not much of an anything guy, Eric. <laughs> Hey, I, I watch TV. Yeah, uh, I'm he, a TV guy. He's an anime guy. Got to give him that. Anime guy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of good animes. No, but no. This is one of the let best me, things. Let that me count I've the ways. Come across. Um, I don't remember. Oh, it was my brother-in-law who let me try it. I'm like, I like. And, I love Doctor. Are we talking Pepper, about anime? I, still I really like we... cream soda. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're talking. And about I'm like, I don't know. It'd probably be good. Garrick. And then I tried it, and I'm like, oh, my. Garrick, previously a cream soda guy. Now, Garrick, you know I'm a Dr. Pepper purist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Dr. Pepper and cream soda, that's a tasty treat. Yep. If it's I not can get him to sponsor this crap, it'd be like continuing yeah. the family business, man. It's kind of funny, because it's not something I want to drink every day. No. But it's like, oh, this is a treat. It's I'm also not have. necessarily something I'd want to drink with food, unless it was like pizza, maybe. Yeah. It's a, it's its own drink, a standalone drink, or yeah, a, a dark soda with it? with uh, yeah, you can do shots of it. Ooh. Oh, how many shots in twenty? I wonder ounces? if you could do uh, comes in twenty ounces. That, hey, this I'm is what you one. get when we you know that thing we're doing with Mike. 
on our 300th episode. Oh, that's right. This is what Garrett Oh, gets. yeah, killing him and burying him in the backyard. Yeah. Yes. After oh, to hide the alcohol poisoning. No. <laughs> Garrett gets shots of that. Dr. Pepper and cream soda where Mike, Mike gets, gets shots Jager of bombs. black rum. Oh, Jager bombs. He loves Jager. He, he, he takes yeah, Jager bombs three at a but time. But he's going to have like 300 shots. So mm. it's easier to bury him that way. Mm. See? He's going to be a little more limber. I think if we could, we could, we could, we could do the black rum. I blues for for Mike and Dr Pepper and cream soda for Garrick. I feel like we could get away with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. The old black rum's got a hold on me like a dog wrapped round my. But don't leg. tell Garrick I might accidentally kill him. No, 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 no. Shh. What? Shh. Nothing. You're nothing. Are you hey. gonna roofie me? Hey, everybody! Welcome back, Fly Casual number two ninety two, aka two eighty six. My Part whole body's seven. a weapon. That's a palindrome. It. it Yes, that is a palindromic number. Mm-hmm. Correct. This, and this is our penultimate episode of all time. This is our penultimate episode. It is the second to last episode of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what yep. happens at 293? Then that becomes the penultimate <laughs> yeah. episode of all time. This is a, <laughs> Every this, episode. This is, is a week by week. Yeah. No, no, no. The, 294 <laughs> is a penultimate episode since we'll be recording two episodes and. You just gave away the, the trick. Really, just actually, I'm just confused over here. <laughs> yes. So that's it. Hey, everybody, my schedule. I'm Corey. Someone out there gets it. Basement proprietor. Uh, over on my across from me is an empty chair that uh, that once Mike sat in, but so has a stank on it. We yeah. actually don't know where he's at now. Mike, yeah, but wherever he is, he can't sit down because he has a distended testicle. Yes. So that's why. He Although I was pretty sure he didn't have testicles. So I was really confused by. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. He, well, got... he only has the one. So it's not plural. Oh, distended so testicle. Technically, you're right. Yeah. 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 Right. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> just there's just the one. It got hung up on something. <laughs> Who knows what wasn't the other got one? Wrapped around we know that. Branch, yeah. You know. Yeah. Wrapped around. It's still stuck stuck in that chair that he's walking around hunched over. Like in. It, like like Indiana Jones whip just swapped around a tree branch. <laughs> he was dangling from it, swinging swinging yep. over a pit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Lost probably. Hat <laughs> at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really how how he gets himself into these circumstances. <laughs> how Mike gets himself yeah. uh, not Howie. Yeah. How Mike like, how he gets himself into these circumstances. I'll never know. I'll never yeah. know. That's why we haven't heard from him because he's probably he's still swinging. <laughs> I mean, he no, texts he texted us, but then when we tried to respond, he stopped texting either because he blacked out or dropped his phone. Who knows? I'm not going to the rainforest. No, <laughs> no out not there. either. <laughs> why did he even go there? He could have got stuck hanging from his testicle somewhere around here, but no, <laughs> no he had to There's go to the rainforest wherever he there. That is too. And technically, we bugs don't even outside. know which rainforest it is. I mean. That's a yeah. lot of acreage to cover. It could be at our local zoo, so. <laughs> at the rainforest section of the zoo? <laughs> yeah. Too easy. <laughs> the rainforest section of the arboretum. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, he tried to climb a giraffe. <laughs> and then it all went down. You know how that there. goes. All those all those rainforest giraffes. <laughs> Saw too many Flintstones and thought he could slide down the slide down who's gonna lego loss down the the trunk of (laughs) we were just talking about lord of the rings yeah yeah so anyhow best of luck to mike uh i hope they get it tucked back up there for we don't we don't know if he's coming back really yeah 
And if he is, it might be in his falsetto. Over there, Master Control, Mr. Stephen J. Howie. Yeah. Um, hi. What's up, bro? What is up? I'm uh, anxious for Garrick to lead this episode. He's actually going to be the leading <laughs> force in this 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 the segment coming up for Monty. I'm just going to shout things out in falsetto occasionally. Yep. That's what I'm going to do. So that's actually unrelated to my previous yep. comment. That is my actual plan. Yep. And I hope you have... A Tarkin by the week prepared there. Oh, Garrick. why? No, we only do that when Corey's not here. What's this oh. Tarkin? What's this Tarkin the bite of the Corey. week nonsense? I hear of. Well, you'll find out. Howie, you'll find you, out. You blew it. You blew it, man. Over there, cross pond out. Fumes, Garrick, not there already. Nope. <laughs> I'm Michael Bean. I am Michael Bean. You're not even Timothy Oliphant. You're not even. I knock am off Michael, Michael Bean. Bean. <laughs> Like Spartacus. It's no, I'm part. Brian, and so is my wife. <laughs> There's other Monty Python. Oh, Some call like, me Tim. Tim. Anyhow, <laughs> it's time to find out what's up on the docket. <laughs> Sir Michael Bean Ooh. of Camelot. <laughs> Garrick. What? Tee it up. What uh, is on the docket in the Hardy household? Well, you, uh, you see, um, I got this Netflix subscription. It's about to. It's good go to have a good price. subscription. <laughs> well, subscription. Probably already went up in price as this records. So I thought I'd get some use out of it, you know? So uh, they have this new thing. I don't know if it's new, but I just noticed it <laughs> within the last month or so. New to you. Where they give you the like top 10. Um, oh, yeah. It's things. been new for like yeah. over a year now. <laughs> yeah, scroll down, man. Yeah, see, down. I knew about that. I just I was making sure you guys knew. Nailed it. All right. Yeah. I'm not sure how much I trust the top ten thing, but yeah, I don't either. So yeah, I, I also have found it suspect. Well, it, it showed uh, Shit's Creek is number one, and I love that show. So I was like, okay, maybe there's some truth to this. Mm -hmm. Let's see what's number it, two. It's what's popular that day. I was like, oh, Cobra Kai's on there. Oh, I like that. That's a great mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this seems pretty legit. And then uh, I think what, like a week or two ago, a new number one took the top spot called The Queen's Gambit. Mm. Ooh, oh, did you watch that? I did. Oh, I'm so going the, to. It's on my list. So the uh, the picture is, I'm like, oh, this looks like a, I don't know, some sort of mm -hmm. maybe romantic mm -hmm. thing, mm -hmm. girly movie. It's not. It's awesome, dude. It's great. Good show. The, the, it looks like it is kind of... <laughs> girl power esque but in a it, it's more of a girl coming of age that also happens to be a chess genius yeah in in a time show. frame where women can't i mean that that's kind of unheard of oh yeah it's like the late 50s mm -hmm. and it goes through her life so it starts out when she's a little girl is now is this um, based on a true story or no okay it's it's, it's completely it's false ish i i guess it's like from what I've read, it's based off a book, fiction book, a okay. novel, um, that was written in the 80s that kind of, uh, I guess, <laughs> takes part of Bobby Fischer's life, but kind of changes the story and makes it into Bobby Fischer's a girl, and then adds a Bobby with an stuff. eye? Yeah. So basically, this girl is orphaned at a young age, and she goes to this orphanage, and she they find out later that she's super smart, but they don't know what to do with her. <laughs> so they kind of 
Cinder on odd tasks while school's going on because she completes the work like right away and and the test like as soon as everybody as soon as she gets it she's like super smart so they send her always send her down to the basement to clean erasers and then she comes across the uh janitor custodian down there playing chess with himself she keeps begging him to teach her the game until she finally like is down there enough that she kind of understands the rules and and she cuz she's paying attention yeah she basically forces him <clears throat> to show her how to play and then he realizes she's like this chess prodigy and so it's it's a cool story how she's kind of growing up in this crappy environment they're giving her uh drugs and stuff to keep her keep the kids calm uh which i i don't know if that was true in the 50s but it wouldn't surprise me uh but she becomes like this drug addict and and all this stuff but she's really still super smart and really good at chess she like works up the ranks beating all these dudes and making them mad but she also makes a lot of friends along the way. That's what it's oh, all about, I hear. Heartwarming. I, I guess the my favorite Until part, she the, dies. the actors are incredible. As a, um, oh, the, the, there's the kid from Game of Thrones who's the like, um, he's like the, he's not in very many, but Jojen uh, Reed, you remember him? He could like see the future and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the kid who played uh, Peter Pan or whatever. Yeah, so he's like kind of he's older now. I think he's in his like early mid twenties or mm-hmm. maybe a little older. I don't know, but he plays like he's British, right? But he plays like a American Texan that lives in New York. <laughs> so he has this really cool, strange motif and accent about him, which I was not expecting for that actor, but it worked. Nice. But I think my favorite part is I, I love period pieces, so this takes place in the sixties. And a lot of period pieces just like, I like Mad Men. I always use that as an example. They just shove it in your face like, oh, look, this is the 60s. Isn't it weird? But this is like, it's weird because some period pieces, I, I get this feeling of nostalgia for, even though I was not alive in that period. Dude, I feel you. I, I sometimes, sometimes I wonder if I was reincarnated because I swear, like there are other periods of time where I'm like, that was the, wait a minute. Yeah, I was not alive. Like just, just the general, like uh, the atmosphere, the decoration, everything. Like nothing is pristine. There's always like a little bit of like rough edges to everything, mm. and it's like it's like maybe I'm remembering seeing things from the '80s that were all that were from the '60s, but that's they're all, the thing. Like, I mean, dirty you, and jacked up. If you look at how long ago the '80s is from now, we were way closer to the '60s and the '80s <laughs> yeah. than we are to the '80s. So yeah, so maybe I was seeing like the leftovers from the '60s, and now I can when I watch something like this that does the scenery so well and so accurate, it kind of like the stuff I see. The oh yeah, I remember seeing that, but a lot dirtier. So that's what it looked like brand new. That's really cool. Yeah, that, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the the actors are great. Everything. It's just a fun story, and it's uh, it's a mini series. So it's I think it's uh, seven episodes, about an hour each. I think. Uh, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed it. That's cool. A lot. I, I didn't think I would, but uh, I did. You know, talking about that whole offset of time, just to uh, just to put things in perspective, uh, I watched The Great Pumpkin. It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, with my kid last night, and mm-hmm. she still enjoys it. She loves the more recent Peanuts film, which actually was a 
fabulous movie, and I, I really wish they would do a follow-up. Um, but we were watching it, and I was thinking, I'm like, wait a minute, this was in the 60s, which means that compared to me watching this when I was a child, it like this was made so long ago that it would have been very close to when I was a kid watching a silent movie. <laughs> yeah. And that made me feel so old. So <laughs> horribly old. But oh, yeah. I'm going next. I'm going next. Um, On my uh, docket, it was, you know, uh, the Halloween season has just passed us. And so we've been watching uh, creepy movies. Creepy movies, quite a bit. What we, how we refer to them around the house. Creepy movies. Creepy movies. We don't try. I don't try to go full on scary movies with the kids. She's only nine, you know. But oh, not scary movie. The movie. No, definitely not those movies. Oh. You know, it's funny. We tried to watch uh, scary stories you tell in the dark to tell in the dark, but oh, even though that, that movie is not rated R because it's you know a kids book. Guillermo del Toro is too good at his job. <laughs> and like my daughter was terrified. Like she said, that's the scariest movie she's ever seen in her life. And oh, wow. I mean, we're talking about a kid who loves alien and aliens because <laughs> I did let her watch those because I'm a bad that's, parent. I mean, those books are pretty damn creepy when I was a kid. Dude, remember, you couldn't even check them out at the school library because they were always checked out. <clears throat> Yep. They're always checked out. Everybody wanted to get their hands on those, but oh man, he, Guillermo del Toro is a is a is, I want to say a like grandmaster artist mm-hmm. when it comes to just different forms of creepy, and he's just so good. But no, uh, because creepy movie season, uh, I was tr- I'm always trying to find like okay, what are some films with scary undertones that I can show a nine year old, preferably ones that aren't full of language and sex and violence and stuff like that. Uh, and I landed on signs, not signs, <laughs> not signs, six cents. Oh yeah. That's a little bit better. We did watch signs after six cents. Signs isn't bad. No, it's not. And it, it, it holds up the same way it did then, but no, I want a six cents is specifically the one that I, I said, let's crack out six cents. That's, you know, it's got some scary moments and watched it with her. And she, I was worried that, Shyamalan would be too slow paced for her and you know the YouTube generation where everything has to be high paced and camera just randomly zooms in on people screaming constantly yeah Yeah, just yelling "Ah, ah, ah," all the time that's entertainment now Um, she was glued pretty much the whole time here's my problem when I saw Sixth Sense in theaters my buddy who worked at a photo booth, a girl that he worked with had spoiled it for him early that day. And I said, what do you mean? I'm like, spoiled it. I mean, this is when this movie came out, we were still living in an era where spoilers weren't something that everybody squawked about. Cause we weren't used to the internet telling us everything all the time. Um, and he's like, yeah, there's like a big twist. I'm like, Oh really? He goes, yeah. And this girl we went with had seen it. She's like, Oh, she ruined it for you. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, Oh, and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm in for. We're watching the movie, and right before the big reveal, spoiler, Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. <laughs> like, Whoa, literally, hey, like, the scene hey, before that, and, and this was, like, the day after it opened. I think it opened on a Thursday night, and it's, like, Friday, or Friday and Saturday. It was something like that. And uh, so the theater was packed. The suburbs of Chicago, uh, big old AMC stadium-style theater. And I'm, we're sitting, like, fourth row from the back in the corner, and they were at the scene where, you know, Haley Joel Osment's dancing around with the sword in his hand right after the play and everything's good. And they're talking about how they're not going to see each other anymore. It's blah, blah, blah. And I just went, oh, 
And an entire ocean of people turned around and glared at me. Because suddenly this random, you know, short tubby dude in the back just in a packed theater in a very quiet movie. Two minutes later, the entire rest of the place. Oh, and then people are looking at me and nodding and giving the thumbs up. (laughs) I mean, that's how much like that movie really pulled the wool over almost everybody's eyes. Right. So I'm watching it with the kid. Don, Donnie Wahlberg shows up in his whitey tighties, shoots a gun. Uh, Bruce Willis falls down, clutching his belly, fades to black. The next fall, I believe, is the text that comes up. And there's Bruce Willis sitting on the bench. And my daughter, who's nine, goes, yeah, but he's already dead, right? <laughs> already dead. Are you damn kidding me? My nine-year-old goes, yeah, but he's already dead. <laughs> and I... I could, I don't, I'm not J.J. Abrams. I'm not going to lie to her. So I went, well, you're looking at him, aren't you? And she's like, I guess. And then totally forgot that she was convinced that he was already dead and did enjoy the rest of the film and was <laughs> surprised at the end. But then I told her, I'm like, you literally almost spoiled the movie for yourself right then. She's like, I forgot all about that. <laughs> so I was like, Phew. she really loved it. She's like, let's watch more of his movies. I'm like... Uh, about that i said i think you'll enjoy signs and she mostly did she was a little struggled with that one kind of attention span wise uh but i was like there's nothing else i said a couple of his movies are too scary for you unbreakable's too slow for you the village is gonna be so boring you're gonna want to die and i don't even know if the tree poisoning movie is i've never seen that one um what the tree poisoning movie where was it What's the Donnie Wahlberg or the the other Wahlberg one, Marky Mark? I don't know what it's called, but yeah, it's called "The Trees Are Killing Us" or something. I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I hope I hope it's conveyed how much I don't care. Uh, And then I I told her about how he directed a movie based on Avatar: Last Airbender, and she's like, "What? I wouldn't call that a movie." Or I say, "Yeah, but here, let me show you something." And I pull up a YouTube scene. That shows like all the different benders using their powers and the camera's going back and forth. And she's looking, and this is literally a two minute scene. And she's looking at the screen, her nose wrinkled up, and she goes, This is really bad. <laughs> and we're talking an action scene. I said, Right. And she goes, It's slow and weird. And I'm like, Right. She's like, I don't want to watch that movie. And I said, Good, because I ain't going to. So I've been through that hell, and daddy don't need to go back. <laughs> So, yeah, she the happening. She really the happening. That's it. It was uh, no, it was uh, what's happening now. Uh, Martin Lawrence was in it. <laughs> 10. It's a <laughs> it's CD. It was uh, the six. Now, sense. that's what I call happening. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I didn't know Zoe Deschanel was in that. What? In the happening? Yeah, I didn't either because I never saw it. Maybe I'll watch it. Mm, is that, that enough happens. of a draw? Is that enough of a draw? Not for him, Knight. No. Mm. No, not worth. Who else it. is in it? Mark Wahlberg mm. and and trees. <laughs> L- I like trees John Leguizamo. Oh, a- I'm in. Johnny Legs, old one eye himself. Yeah. Ashlyn Sanchez, Betty Buckley. All right, let's just stop reading Spencer off the IMDb page of Emma and Shyamalan film. Oh, Spencer, Robert yes. Bailey Jr. So anyhow, what about senior? Robert Bailey Jr. Is it Robert Begley Jr. Ed Begley Jr. I watch Ed Begley Jr. No, neither one of those. Uh, I'll tell you, I uh, 
I was really, really impressed with how well Alan six, Rook isn't it? How much the Sixth Sense holds up? Because nice Shyamalan. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I, I resent most of his work now. Even his last couple films, which weren't as, but I actually didn't see the latest one. But the the first one with uh with Professor X in it, I saw, and that wasn't that split? bad. Split. Split. Yeah, that wasn't bad. It wasn't good either. It was but it wasn't weird. bad. Yeah, it's um, a movie. But Sixth Sense is. You know, it's as good as the second time you watched it. Because it's never going to be as good as the first time. But it's nope. it holds up even after you know the twist. Because you get to go back and watch exactly how well it was executed. And it was pretty cool. After we finished the movie, she's like, but he was talking to his mom and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh-uh, let's review. Booth review. We go mm-hmm. back, rewind it. And she's like, watch it. She's like, she's not even looking at him. I'm like, that's because she doesn't see him. And she's like, whoa. Like, her mind was blown. That was a pretty cool experience. So, oh, that was mine. Howie, dock it. All right, so my docket. Do you want? Uh, I'm giving you guys a choice. Oh, do you want a series adventure. that I finished, or a series that I'm halfway through? Oh man, this is tough. Are either of them not subtitled? <laughs> Does one of them currently, have the title "The Boys"? Currently, that's they are neither subtitled. Either one of them or something. Oh, man. Are you okay? Yeah. Everything all right at home? Mm. <laughs> Depends on which one you choose. I'm leaving it up to Garrick. I want to go with the one you finished. All right. Young, I want the Young Wallander. potato. Young Wallander. What? It's a Swedish thing. But it's I'll all go back to the other one. But, but, it's, but it's English. <laughs> it's all English. Swedish English. Mostly, most, mostly Brit actors in yep. the Swedish... Apparently, Wallander is a famous detective series in over in Swede, mm-hmm. the Swede land, over in the, the Swedish village of Sweden. Uh, as my understanding is, but I, none of this is here nor there because it's a pretty darn good series. Six episodes. He's a a, a young uh, officer who ends up being a witness to a a murder. Uh, uh, and gets pulled into being a detective, um, kind of haphazardly and haphazardly or haphazard. How do you say that? Haphazard, haphazard. I I believe it's haphazard because haphazard would make the hazard a phazard. So haphazard. haphazard. Yeah. What? It's spelled H A P hazard. Haphazard, not haphazard. Yeah. P H does not. It's not a P H. It's a P and then an right. H. That's the way I've always said it. Yeah. Haphazard. I just questioned myself, and Garrick has no. I think a lot of people mistake it to mean half hazard. Like, no, I think it's haphazard. I've read that before. I believe. Okay, yeah, half somewhere haphazard. In my life. All right, we got that cleared up. Yep. Good night, uh, folks. <clears throat> so it's, uh, <laughs> it's not very well regarded amongst Wallander fans. Amongst uh, fans oh, of like the books. Oh, there's some. Discontent um, series, TV you know, series but it's it's well known on the internet that the most toxic fans are Wallander fans. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they're worse than the Doctor Who. They, oh man, they say the timeline doesn't make sense. Uh, go back to your mom's what? basement, and it's why are they all like? Why is he, he speaking English? Sexist, and, racist. And, yeah, you can't speak two English. You can't speak two languages. Well, he's supposed to be Swedish, so yeah. Well, he can speak two languages. Not if they're in Swede. 
land. Sweet land. Is this land. like that, that Doctor <laughs> Who movie that had Tarkin in it that was not Probably. even close to the Doctor but Who timeline? I went into it not knowing any of this. Do you know Tarkin was a doctor? I did not know that. That's right, because because I don't doctor. Everybody either. hates that movie. I did not know that Tarkin was a doctor. It um, doesn't count. But you know what, Garrick? This is my docket, not yours. Wait, okay. you're not talking about when Hurt was the war doctor, are you? No. Okay. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Garrick's pulled us into this black hole of a rabbit hole. Black rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> black. Can't even speak. <laughs> well, that has been this way the whole episode so far. Um, Half has half 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 has half half Um so yeah, it's I was actually pretty pretty <laughs> pretty. I am pretty, thank you. <laughs> I would pet him. <laughs> How he's gone. Uh, this wait. is this is as if you've been drinking and you haven't. Yeah, I've been drinking see Dr. Pepper cream soda. That's it, Garrick. That's how you get there. Um Yep. That's how you do it. But it is it's pretty good series oh, that's great six episodes until you get to the end in which it uh, ends so abruptly that you're like what the f Th- this is the end are they making more <laughs> is that why the yeah. wallander people are upset some okay. uh, I, I'm, I'm i was actually this is i was pretty pissed i'm like you got me hooked and then Literally, there's no resolution. They got you hooked, but then they didn't ruin it so that you could walk away like they did with Sherlock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sherlock kind of ended in a kind of a crappy yeah. way, <laughs> and so oh, that was the worst. I, ending I ever. mean, it was is you're like, is this what's considered a cliffhanger over there? Mm. I mean, there was a huge. It's how the British I believe mean, the Swedes do cliffhangers. There's. <laughs> There's this huge, massive death. He quits being a detective. And oh, spoilers! All together. Spoilers! Oh, and then he's done. And then it ends. And, and then he like, gets a big old plate of meatballs they didn't, and they sits didn't, in a sauna. They didn't catch the guy. <laughs> You're like... What? Well, he had the meatballs. I mean, we don't yeah. gotta go catch him. I'm brewing this because I don't want anybody going into it thinking, oh, we're gonna get a complete series. You have yourself a steam. You told me when I was choosing that you saw a complete series, and now you're saying it wasn't. Oh! No, I, I saw a complete series. Betrayed. Alright, so I'll do the another one. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> no. Wait, give it, wait, what is the other one? War of the Worlds. Like the movie? With no, Tom the new Cruise? TV series. Oh, let's like, put a, let's put a pin in that one. Yeah, not the radio. I'm drama? not done with that one yet. Let's put a pin in that. And one. by the way, there's I think supposed to be subtitles, but there isn't. <laughs> more of the worlds. Half the movies in French. Learn it. Oh, you it's just better in you the original didn't French. See anyway. it with subtitles where uh, you were watching it. it yeah, did not download. Uh, like didn't like burn into the thing when I was watching it. So. Well, Bob, I don't know what this crazy burn in language is. Yeah, I know. Uh, you so mean the movie like that, from the streaming service from, you were using no, failed to show Prime. you. Prime. You have to pay for it on Prime. Oh yeah, and yeah. the and Prime's because it's, it's not free on Prime. It's Prime, actually your internet is incompatible with the subtitles on apparently. Prime. Amazon screwed the pooch on this one. You know, I'm not surprised. <laughs> you know how last week I was talking about watching Andy Griffith show. Like every episode is rated TVNR for violence, foul language, <laughs> and some of them are violence, foul language, and drug abuse. Yeah, I saw that. I, I like, saw, drug abuse. I really like to. Th- I like to play this game. I know it's 
a mistake, but I like to play this game, go, let's spot the foul language and drug abuse and violence. You know, the violence, you're like, oh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Barney walked into a door, boom, violence checked off, drug abuse. All right, they're smoking cigarettes because there's very clearly at one point picked up a cigarette sponsor because suddenly they're smoking in every episode, very suddenly. Um, and so, yeah, that that's the game, that my little headcanon game to find out the, <laughs> what counts as drug abuse. Like, all right, Floyd is definitely high this episode. <laughs> uh, uh, Andy. Uh, so. yeah, if they ever show nudity, then that's really where... Then I'm like, all right, Thumbaloo, let's do it. Content? What? I don't remember this episode. Show this on Nick and Night. Anywho. So, yeah, Young Wallander, I highly recommend and don't recommend at the same time. All right. It's not the Young Wallander Chronicles? Um, How he's not famous for getting titles right? I think it's just, there's (laughs) actually apparently. It's not. I was just thinking it would be funny if it was called. (laughs) Well, apparently there's several young Wallanders as, and there's old Wallanders. That's actually my favorite folk mountain band, uh, the young Wallanders. If a Wallander dies, does he regenerate into a new Wallander? Well, I haven't watched enough. I've only watched this one six episode series. Have you guys heard the latest Wall- the Wallanding Wallanders album? It's great. Are they all, are they all Wallanders from separate? What about the Wandering Wallanders that crossover somehow? I like their their cooking show reality show uh, called the the Wallander Colanders. <laughs> are they going to have a movie with the Wallander verse where they get together and fight Doctor Octopus? They should. Yep. You awesome. ever see the Australian kids ver- adaptation called a uh, Wallander Wallaby? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No, I have not. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's got subtitles, and it is in English. It's but it's Australian <laughs> English, so nobody understands it but them. I'm literally, I'm, I can't watch Netflix anymore. <laughs> That's the only thing it gives me. I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. I start doing the trailer, and I'm like, nope. Is there a nuke my history button? And seriously, okay, I watched two series that were really good that. No, yeah. Oh, that's apparently what you want to watch. One night, every couple months, every few months, I'll have one night where I'm in the mood for stand-up, and I'll watch two stand-up specials, and then every recommendation that I have for the yeah. for the next several months is every stand-up oh, special under the like sun, and I don't, stand-up. I'm like, I like the top three stand-up people, I, you know, Bill Burr, you know, uh, Dave Chappelle, like, I, but I, I don't want to watch Every little dork yeah. in a in a in a in a band you know a, a band t shirt that's two sizes too small doing their awkward alt comedy. I, I'm sure it's fine. I'm just not usually going. Ooh, this is what tonight's going to be. You know. Yeah they they do not have that set up well. I, I you know I it's just kind of like yeah let me nuke my watch history if that's what you're going to do to me. Yeah, or not watch history, but you know uh, recommendations because it, it's kind of like. Well, now, granted, there's the algorithm. A, the algorithm's using your watch history plus not, other things. Yeah, but it's not. It's like, oh, you most recently watched this, so everything we're gonna. Yeah, I have like, one I like to change now. it up. Okay, so I watched mm-hmm. Kingdom, the Kingdom or Kingdom, whatever that. Uh, See the. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> The zombie. Even if I knew, I wouldn't be telling you. Yeah, the Korean zombie. <laughs> Korean zombie uh, train. Got it. Thing. That's the name. Not of it. The, that's. The train of Bazan is the Korean zombie train. That's that one. Oh man, oh that movie's but, messed up. See, see, <laughs> you didn't tell me Kenneth Branagh was Wallander. <laughs> How he's looking at his iPad like this is news to him? Because it's, it's Adam 
Uh, However, he's Swedish, so I can't. Adam Fjorgen starts with a P. Fjorgen Fjorgen Wallander. Yeah, it's 2020 is the year that the series came out. No wonder everyone hates it. You can't compete with Kenneth Branagh. That's true. No, you can't. But this is Young Wallander, not Wallander. Yeah, this is the young. This is the young Wallanding Wallander crawlanders, like Young Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. I hate it. (laughs) You should. You should hate it with everything you have. And love it at the same time. Um, Wallander had Tom Hiddleston in it too. Well, watch that one. But apparently, all the other Wallanders spoke Swedish. Apparently, Tom Hiddleston spoke Swedish. I don't think Uh, so. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe this. (laughs) This is what they're saying on, you know, what ravages ravages fans, people that I'm having so much fun. I am too. I'm looking at the <laughs> what were we talking about before even this? Show. I don't know, but uh, it uh, it was oh it, Netflix was, nuke and the algorithm. Oh, I watched the one thing uh, for the kingdom, the kingdom, and now I kingdom. have a whole section while ending kingdom of uh, just various Asian, yeah, like a whole bar. Mm-hmm. It's oh, like you, it, you want yeah. any kind of Asian, Korean, Japanese. Well, they assume yeah. that that's they assume like, that well, that once you go. East, you never go east. West. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you eventually. Once go. you go east, you never find peace. I don't know what it is, man. But yeah, they're <laughs> figuring you're all in. Yeah, they're like, oh, he's going full Garrick. What if I go enough <laughs> west <laughs> to me. go east? Mm, I don't know. That sounds like some Samwise Gamgee crap right there. <laughs> this is the furthest home I've ever been. The yeah. furthest home. Shout out sir, for furthest from home. From home. If I take this next step, it'll be the furthest from home I've ever been. I uh, shout out to Sancho, uh, director of HR, Sancho PhD. I uh, I started watching that nine and a half hour YouTube cut <laughs> of you get? Fellowship. I got to about the fourth time he said it <laughs> and realized that it is literally every single step. So like it goes back, plays the scene, comes back, takes another step, goes back, plays the scene, <laughs> comes back. So I stopped. I'm like, all right, it's hilarious that someone committed to do this, but I ain't watching it. I stopped. And the next recommended video on YouTube was a a guy who had his reaction video after having finished watching it. The nine and a half hour thing. He lived. He did not look alive. He's like holding his head in his hands. His eyes just like bloodshot. And he's just like, I I just, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing. I think you have to be like. I have to applaud the person who did this. this. Yeah, yeah, you can't. But this is a terrible watch. <laughs> yes, it's not something you should ever want to watch. So, but yeah, uh, it's I, a brilliant was, idea, and I'm glad it exists. Yes, as am I. Some art you can appreciate without having to be there in the museum with it. <laughs> there you go. Hey, do we have any news? No, no. it's time for the party, Bob. I got, I got one item. News. <laughs> it can't be the Mandalorian. It's close. Very, very close. The Lord Namarian. To the Mandalorian. The King the of Young Mandalorian. The King Wallaby. Did you know somebody's <laughs> 30th of birthday is coming up? Soon? Mine. Thanks. No, you're way past. It's that. Howie's 30th birthday part 14. I said 30th. <laughs> You know whose thirtieth birthday party is coming up next year? I believe that would be. I think you're talking about the young Boba Fett. Uh, 
I have no idea. Young Wallander. Well, young, yeah, the young, young Wall- the young Boba Fett Chronicles. <laughs> Wampa Fett. The the King <laughs> Fettaby. No. <laughs> the young Wampa Rat. Admiral Thrawn turns thirty years. Old. Oh man, has it been thirty years since Next that came out? Year. Wow. Okay, you so know what time it is. They're actually going to celebrate it. It's it's how. Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Because they're going to do a re-release of Thrawn Ascendancy. Oh, they want to make money. Yeah. 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 And they're going to make a t-shirt Ooh. with Heir to the Empire, the f- original cover with Joris Kavath shooting laser beams out of his fingertips. Sabayoth. If they make one in my size, I'll buy it. I know they won't. So, so they'll, make a, they'll make that shirt. It's pretty cool. It's the actual cover. And then on the back... Wait, your shirt is the actual cover? The front of the yeah, shirt... Yeah, it's your is, actual cover. It is, covers you're you. You're the actual... You are the book. You're, you become yeah. the book. Yeah. Ooh. Wait, wait, wait. So your mother was in the car? Yes. <laughs> so she on the front the is the picture of the cover of the original book. And on the back is the crawl from the book. Oh, from the inside page? Yes. Nice. The classic inside page was for cool. yours. It will be sixty nine ninety nine. Yes. Nice. Yes. Time of the bargains, by the way. <laughs> there you go. I don't know if y'all know this, but the Monty Python and the Holy Grail movie. Things went a little crazy when it premiered at Cannes Film Festival. <laughs> Someone called in a bomb threat oh, no. to the theater playing it, which forced the festival workers to evacuate everybody from the theater, but some people refused to go because they just assumed it was another hacky Monty Python bit. <laughs> they were waiting for it to close. Sometimes they never close. You don't know. Waiting for that deal to be sealed. They were like, wait, I don't don't want to miss the... I mean, wait, I do not want to miss the punchline. Because it's Cannes, which is French. (laughs) It it also makes sense for the movie. These wacky British men. (laughs) These English men. You filthy English knigets. I need you to evacuate the theater, monsieur. (laughs) You fool. I thought in your general direction. I thought in your general direction. I will evacuate nothing <laughs> except my bowels. What? So what? we're actually going to be talking about another foreign film. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Technically a foreign film to us. And I know some people who probably need subtitles to even watch this movie. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You know, it's often considered not- the Holy Grail. It's not Python. on the AFI top 100. It sure isn't. It Last. should be. Mostly because it's a British film Ish. and it's not American. But if it were American, it would be number one on that list in my book. You know eh. Even above Star Wars, huh? What? What is this? Eh. I don't, I don't understand. This is the funniest movie. I From, no, I the movie's very funny, but it's not a it's not a good movie. It's just a very funny oh, thing. It's it's incredible. Movie. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. When people ask me what my favorite comedy is. 
Depending on the day. <laughs> and whether it or not might, I just watched it. It, it might depends if I remember what it is. If not, I always fall back on Monty Python. And <laughs> I always fall back on <laughs> yeah, it's my, always my it's fallback. my fallback for the funniest movie of all time when i can't remember any of the funnier movies what i will say is that this movie is definitely one of the if not the most quotable movie of all time oh yeah for sure every like people quote the entire movie like, mm. it's there's a huge cult following now uh, well there was i don't know about it anymore now when it comes to monty python quoting my expertise is more life of brian life that of brian is the one that movie's not funny at all that movie is hilarious <laughs> front to back and i can it's quote it funny. i can it's sing every song in it i ever i played on the guitar damn you <laughs> but and i've also seen it like eight thousand times holy grail i think i've seen like four times and yeah, and wow. which is four? really kind of opposite. See, it is. No, I yeah. I am against the grain on this one. I I fully understand and accept. It's a lot that. like how you think uh, Empire is better, but except everybody agrees on that with me. You're right. Yeah. I don't know. Last Jedi. Oh, how he changed his mind. How he likes Last Jedi. We can do. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, Can't it's, help that kid. I'm I'm really wanting my Ike to come back. Yeah. Well, you're only 30 <laughs> years old, so. So I think this this really has a special place in my heart because it was one of the first vehicles that got me into like the British simultaneously dry humor and yes. super super dark humor. Yep. At the same time, but it's kind of which is now one of my favorite humor genres. Uh, this is like, a, yeah. And how they I can think, make fun of you. But make it seem like it, it's a compliment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like the, the banality of the stuff they talk about at the beginning. Like it, So it opens up and the, you have the credits and they're hilarious because there's all this stuff going on that you read and it's funny. But the opening scene is... The opening credits, like, by the way, were meant to pattern after snooty, uppity films by artistic <laughs> directors at the time. Yeah, they. I think it was uh, Bergman, right? Yeah. They were trying was, to... Yeah. So they put the Swedish credits in there, but they're not really Swedish. They just put cross like the little slash yeah. through the O's <laughs> yep. to make it look Swedish. Yep. They're just but it's, came yeah, out guns blazing. It was pretty funny. All about mooses. But the, the first yeah. scene just King Arthur galloping, quote unquote, up. Yeah. Uh, which is basically just his page behind him slapping coconuts together. Because they and didn't they, have the protection but production budget for horses. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just rolls up on this castle and he's like, hey. And the, the thing I love about the King Arthur character, he's he yells every line he has. Yeah. Like he's the he's Graham like, is selling it the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, tell your master to come out and see. Yeah, I've been, you know, I've ridden all across the 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 whole the whole of the aisles looking for people to join me at Camelot. <laughs> it's just like, how have you ridden? There your page is just like banging coconuts. You don't well, that's the, that's the best part. When they figured out they couldn't afford the horses, I'm sure they already had the script mostly done, right? Mm-hmm. All right, we can't afford horses. What do you do? Well, what if we, you know, have someone, we can't just have someone bang coconuts and, <laughs> and make yeah, horses. Wait a minute. Let's do exactly that and never acknowledge it. <laughs> you know, like just commit to it like it's not even happening because that's what makes it funny. Otherwise, yeah, it's, this, it's too silly. It's so funny that they go on the, uh, this is, this part's one of my favorite they just keep talking, and then he's like, <laughs> just this, they're talking about swallows and the airspeed velocity of their wings and how <laughs> yeah. many beats per, how many flaps per second a swallow can do. Yeah. 
it's just just a, like the, the stuff they talk about is just it, on paper. If you read, it, it would be so boring. But the way they commit to this bit and this is King Arthur, like of legend, just yeah. like talking to this random castle gatekeeper about African swallow airspeed velocity. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's getting it. Basically, what it does is it and a lot of their humor, which I'm not going to try to encapsulate all of it, but a lot of their humor, it's. It's taking a a big situation and making it banal. Yeah, and that's what I love about British humor. Yeah, a lot of lot of a lot of humor. Their humor does that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, I don't know how Americans American humor really. I think does maybe doesn't know how to do that, or I haven't seen it. I think we've only really started even gaining this ability in <laughs> part in the last fifteen years or so. Yeah, like, and we're not we're not good at it yet. Not really. Not most. Not very much, but like a lot of like the cutaway shows like The Office, Modern Family and all that, they're trying to capture some of that by doing the dry cutaways all the time. But it's mm-hmm. not the same. It's it, it's yeah. like touch and go. Yeah, this it just say they just move on and they have a, a guy bringing a cart of dead people. This Bring is where the dark, dark humor comes in. Like he's just wheeling around a plague a play uh, card, yeah. Bring out your dad. <laughs> One guy's like, "Well, I got this guy." He's like, "Well, he's not dead. I can't no, take him." No, he's against it out. regulations. He's like, I've got one for you. And he's like, "I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I'm I not, feel happy. I'm not quite dead." <laughs> Shut up! You'll be stone dead in a moment. <laughs> so he's like, and then again, I want to go just, for a walk. They're making that that big thing small. There's like, "Well, when are you coming down again?" Well, Thursday. Well, I. He'll be dead, you know, by the end of the day. Can you come around again? <laughs> well, I've already been around three times. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like two guys arguing about a package. You're shipping a package, yeah. except he's holding a not quite dead guy <laughs> over his shoulders, trying to get rid of him. <laughs> it could be his just, father for all we know, <laughs> or his neighbor. This ended just end up hitting him in the head and he's dead. And yeah. checking him out. He's like, Oh, thanks for the help, buddy. Like, Bye. <laughs> Yeah, he looks around and just like kind of look back for it, just make sure nobody's looking, and then just clocks him. There you go. Now he's dead. It's fine. Day c- the day can progress. It's like, all right, see you Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel yeah, happy. Mm-hmm. Oh man, she's a witch. <laughs> How do you know she's a witch? She looks like the, one. I think one of my favorite interactions is probably when King Arthur's riding up on these. Random, I guess, surfs just digging in the mud in the muck, and, and he's like, oh. "They're like, who are you?" He's like, "I'm King of the Britons." He's like, "Who are the Britons?" <laughs> like, you are. We all are. I'm your king. Well, I didn't vote for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah this guy giving this these complex, like, uh, I guess, quasi political statements about class and society. And then King Arthur just gets pissed and starts like grabbing. He's like, help, I'm being repressed. Yeah. Help, I'm be- help, I'm you being see repressed. The, you see the violence inherent in the system, help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's just, I I don't know. I don't understand their genius and the way that they wrote these things back then. I really don't. Like, they grab everything going on that might even be in the real news of the time might be a big deal. And they throw it into these. Yeah. Banal is the word is really the best word into these little micro situations and capture the silliness of it. Like what if, what if people acted like this in those circumstances, look at how silly this becomes. 
Yeah, you just take modern day and send it back to medieval times. And yeah. It's it's just a perfect hilarity, yeah. hilarious match. But see, and then there's all the other accidental happy things like, you know, when G- King Arthur rolls up on the Black Knight and he asks him his name. It's Black Knight, right? Or is it... Yeah. Yeah, and he... Uh, was it Black Knight or was it... Now, see, now I can't remember. I need to help you out. When he says, you know, they call me Tim? Oh, that was the wizard. The wizard. Thank you. Yes, it was the wizard. And he was actually supposed to have this giant grandiose name that was absolutely ridiculous. And John Cleese completely blanked. (laughs) And so that's why he delivers the line just like that. They call me Tim. And I can you can only imagine that they immediately cut right there because everyone just started cracking up. I mean, you have to assume that that's what happened because they're like, oh, John crapped his pants on that one, but they kept it in because yeah, why they not? Spent the, they spent their whole budget introducing him because I'm assuming because he's throwing these like pyrotechnics out like like he's a wizard. So he's making things like fire explode in the air mm. and just he's just doing it randomly. He's like pointing for no reason. Yeah. Like, what is your name? Now, this couldn't have had a huge budget to begin with. No, 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 no. Very small. A, actually, they had to kind of beg for money to, to make it. Yeah. So I think the they originally asked for 200,000 pounds, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> British so they had to, pounds? They had to shop it around, and they, they got, I think they got 10 people to invest uh, 20,000 each, uh, which included like Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, and Genesis, actually. So mm-hmm. they helped. Like those major bands help fund this because they were, they I guess they would they like their kind of humor or whatever. And I'm sure they were probably friends and acquaintances a lot. Yeah, that too. Who knows? Yeah. Oh no, no. What I just remember what happened is, uh, they convinced them it would be a good uh, tax uh, incentive. <laughs> they could write it off on their taxes because UK taxes were so high at the time. So like, hey, if you invest in our movie, you can write it off as contributing to the arts. <laughs> so like, okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Whether that's true or not, I have no idea, but it would be funny if it wasn't. Yeah, they were so broke. I mean, you the film is directed by Terry Gilliam and Terry Jones, you know, so they're handing off direct duties while shooting and it's their directorial debut. You know, they didn't bring on the guy who did Flying Circus and, uh, and now time for something completely different. They didn't bring him in to direct, so they're like, all right, we're going to do it. Now, before I go on, I will say that the movie credits more directors than that. <laughs> and the credits the movie is directed by 40 specially trained Ecuadorian mountain llamas, six Venezuelan red llamas, 142 Mexican whooping llamas, 14 North Chilean guanacos closely related to llamas, a reg llama of Brixton, 76,000 battery llamas from Llama Fresh Farms Limited near Paraguay, and Terry Gilliam and Terry Jones. So, but... <laughs> Yeah, they're at the bottom. Yeah, they're at the bottom. The smaller <laughs> font than everything llamas. else. <laughs> and the and the near llamas. But uh on the first day of shooting, it was actually the the bridge of uh you know, that gorge, uh the the uh, bridge of death that they yeah. have to cross. Yeah, what is your name? Um they showed up and the very first shot, the very very first frame, very first shot of the entire film on these guys' first day of shooting and their first time <laughs> directing camera breaks <laughs> and they could only afford oh. the one camera so they didn't yeah. have a backup 
So when they got it fixed, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't sync the sound to the film. It couldn't sync it up. <laughs> so they had to only shoot what they did is they shot close up reaction shots that day just to get something done. So all these close up reactions so that there didn't need to be any sound involved <laughs> at all. Just to go, just go to show how they were taping this movie together from the jump. <laughs> yeah. And they had the beg, borrow and steal people like, uh, like they use tourists and yes, uh, as the wedding extras. scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The wedding scene, people coming to visit the castle. They were like, Hey, uh, you want to be in a movie? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, all right, here, throw this tunic on. All right, here we go. You're in. <laughs> like, that's how it worked. Yeah. It's, it's so slapdash, but such a funny movie. Like, <laughs> uh, I like speaking of the wedding, um, the castle, the wedding party at the castle. Mm -hmm. We were listening to that clip before we recorded. And that has to be my favorite part of the movie where the body Python, they, they kind of edge that line sometimes of doing something repetitively almost too many times. Mm -hmm. But then at the last second, just twisting it around on you. So in this instance, like Sir Lancelot's squire gets hit with an arrow with a letter from what he thinks is a, a damsel in distress that asking someone to help him, her because well, it's a him, but he doesn't know that. <laughs> it's a her, help her because her dad is making her marry somebody that she doesn't want to. So, of course, he goes off and runs off to go rescue the damsel. <laughs> and there's these two guards just hanging out in front of this castle. One is like, eating, he's not even eating an apple. He's just taking bites of it and spitting it out for whatever reason. <laughs> so they see Lancelot start running up. And they're just like nonchalantly like, huh? And then they show the same scene of him running again. Like he hasn't made any progress. They do it like, I think three or four times. And they play, and all this, every time he's running, they play this kind like, of drumming plays, Yeah, music. dramatic drumming music. And then all of a sudden, he just, he's just there and stabs one of the guards and runs in. The other guard's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and that part cracks me up. Every single and time. And apparently it cracks fail. me up too. Yeah, we how just he about, it and about cried. Fell on the floor. <laughs> I was like, man, goes, I need to watch this again. Then he goes into the castle and just starts stabbing random wedding guests to try to get, it's just like very, very Errol Flynn yeah. type feel to it where he's, he's like sword fighting up these steps to the rescue made Marion. But instead of like soldiers, it's just, Random people at a wedding party <laughs> getting stabbed, and there's blood everywhere, and people are crying, and he's just like, he's just like determined stabbing. He just stabs anybody in his way, and he gets to the tower, <laughs> stabs the two guards guarding this guy who sent the arrow, and he's like, oh, and he's just so disappointed. That whole scene is just comedy. It's just this dark, but really hilarious comedy. It's just showing the ridiculousness of traditional film tropes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's very meta. Yeah. Yeah. At a time where a lot of people didn't even understand meta humor in this format, in this medium mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. This, there's a lot of meta humor in this. <laughs> For some reason, uh, I guess in the modern time, perhaps, because <laughs> uh, there's a random cutaway where an old British historian is giving oh, this is where King Arthur laid down his, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then a random knight just comes and like cuts him down. Yeah. And, and then an ambulance shows up. And his wife runs from off screen. And yeah. She's like, Harold, Harold. Yep. 
Well, originally the movie was supposed to take place in medi- medieval and modern times, but most yeah. of that was scrapped. Just that kind of little nugget is what remained. Mm-hmm. That's the only yeah. scene I saw as a child. When I walked in the room and my parents are watching with some friends, they like rented it on VHS, on VCFNR. VHS. Uh, and like I walked in and saw that and was just completely confused my my little like <laughs> tiny child brain was like uninterested <laughs> Turn around, walk i'm gonna go play with my stompers get them caught in the carpet <laughs> i i literally think that's what i did i think i turned around and got my stompers all caught up in the, you remember stompers little cars put double a battery in them they have big wheels and they just go and they drive over the carpet real slow like hot wheels with really big wheels on them Oh, but that sounds cool I want stompers one. they were badass man I want some stomps i don't remember i'm gonna give me some stompers yeah. If you call them Wallanders, I'd know. Wallanders. Stalanders. That's just a Russian colander. Yeah. That's no big deal. <laughs> oh, man. And then the, the rabbit, of course. Oh, man. Yeah. The the, the rabbit, the uh, beast of the Karnabog or whatever. Yeah. It's a flying Karabinog. murder rabbit. <laughs> See the rabbit. That's the holy hand grenade. If for some reason King Arthur can't count to three correctly, which <laughs> yeah. I, I well, just the directions get... they're like like King James directions for how to use the holy hand grenade of Antioch, which is literally I don't know what that thing is, but it's the thing you see in the in the weird in like the the Catholic uh, the, the the Catholic candles they sell at the Dollar Tree. Jesus sitting there, he's got the two fingers up, throwing the gang sign on the left, and on the right side, he's holding the holy hand, holding the holy hand <laughs> grenade of Antioch. I don't know what that thing is. But it's in all that, uh, you know, iconography. So, yeah, Palin, Michael Palin's reading off the directions. And that, that's actually, I think, one of my favorite scenes in the entire oh, movie, yeah. which is him reading off the directions of how to use the holy hand grenade. You know, and thou shalt count unto three, not two, nor four, and five is right out. <laughs> it's like it begins, oh Lord, bless this hand grenade without it might blow thine enemies to tiny bits in thy mercy. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, oh man, the, the murder rabbit. It's like, I wonder what they wanted to do and said they couldn't afford it. So, what can we do that's funny instead? That's how I imagine that thing came about. <laughs> Yeah, it's this murderous rabbit. <laughs> One, two, five, three, sir. Right, three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Yeah. yeah it's, there's a, yeah, like I said, this is a supremely quotable movie. Yeah. Uh, it's just I think there's a lot of at least when we were in college, I don't know um how popular it is now, but Everybody was throwing quotes around. Yeah, and there was like there were some people you knew who literally could not go a day without quoting this (laughs) movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like there was definitely still a very much living obsession at that time. And I mean, we're talking what twenty five, thirty years after it came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is probably because it started coming out on DVD, and yeah, it was. On the cheap bin, so people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Monty Python stuff was definitely in the Walmart 588 bin. Comedy Central was playing it constantly, like right around that time. So it got a lot of popularity right around uh, where we ended high school, maybe early college. Mm -hmm. So, like, late 90s. Yeah, I mean, it was like a brotherhood almost. Yeah. People who you could just, 
you could just sit for hours quoting lines to each other and just laughing your asses off. But inevitably, time. if you're sitting around quoting Monty Python in a college dorm room anywhere at the time, eventually someone want, would wander into the room and go, yeah, but have you guys ever seen Flying Circus? <laughs> have you guys ever seen Flying Circus, guys? I mean, if you like Python, if you're, if you're Python fans, I mean, have you ever seen Flying Circus? You're like, no, we've never seen Flying Circus. All right, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. You got a VHS player? I'll be right back. Like, hurry up, run. Yeah. Yeah. That that was that was good stuff. And oh, man, this movie brings back so many memories of when I first saw it. I think maybe uh, middle school, late middle school, early high school, maybe. Mm-hmm. And even before that, I think. So this is real nerdy. Um, so we'd ride the bus to school and I had a friend who would um, bring movie scripts on the bus. I'm not exactly sure how he would find them. But we'd re- <laughs> He's on those sweet BBSs, like early, man. Early BBS services, possibly, yeah. or something like that. Or his dad was a collector, but we'd we'd read through movie scripts on the bus because we were just absolute nerds. And this was one of them we'd run, read through and just like trying to stifle our laughs. So people wouldn't stare at us. Um, <laughs> yeah, the boldness to read movie scripts together, but not to let people hear you laughing. <laughs> well, we were nerds, man. We don't know. <laughs> or, come on, we're in the chess club. Yeah, keep your head low. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Too close to home. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I don't even yes. think my high school had a chess club. Yeah, and I love the movie that called the Holy Grail, so they finally find it or where they think it's at. And right as they, they rally a bunch of troops out of nowhere, the police come and arrest him because the, the historian who got killed, yeah, they get blamed for his murder. And so the police show up in a paddy wagon and drag Arthur and uh, uh, the, whoever's night is left. I can't remember which one off in this paddy wagon while the, the wife of the guy who got killed is like, crying it's like oh yeah that's the one definitely that one <laughs> it's just, like so absurd yeah yeah so, yeah so then you're left going wait a minute yeah was this all just some larping thing what <laughs> yeah what, what what's is that why on? all the special effects were so low lo-fi <laughs> there was just a bunch of people in the woods yelling lightning bolt lightning bolt <laughs> like like i read a, a interview with john cleese when he was uh, he, i think he was here at uh, iu indiana university or they did a screening of it and he had shown up and someone asked him, why did, why did you guys decided to end it that way? And he's like, well, that's the only way we could think to end it. So that's how we ended it. <laughs> it's like, that's it's like a perfect John Cleese answer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and seriously, how would you end this movie? They're not making any prog- real progress anytime throughout the film. There's not really a plot progression. Mm-mm. It's just set pieces. It's, you know, it's they're, they're, they're well woven together sketches. A lot of movies where they try to take like sketch ideas and put them together in a cohesive story end up falling apart. They there's enough of a cohesive through line that you're willing to accept the fact that every one of these scenes is its own vignette, you know, but with that, how do you end it? You know, it was the same thing. It was the same thing with life of Brian. Uh, yeah, did he get? Wasn't there like a flying saucer that took him up into space? No, no, no. That's you're thinking of uh, meaning of life. No, life, oh, Brian. He just right. gets crucified and he's dying on the cross, and then uh, then uh, they they sing uh, "Always Look on the Bright Side of Life." And you got oh, like that's right. like a hundred fifty dudes on crucifixes, w- crucifixes, wiggling their feet and bobbing their heads and singing along. Because <laughs> <laughs> how the hell do you end it? 
That's I mean, he's thing. not Jesus, so they're not going to... That's the thing. Technically, the movie's not sacrilege. I know a lot well, of people he, think it is, but it's not. Didn't he only get crucified because he was asking to hold somebody's cross and the two just ran away? Yeah. Or... <laughs> Or no, that was uh, no, that was one of the other guys getting crucified. Oh, that's right. Let me bear your burden, sir. Oh, thank you. And the guy looks around like, whoop, whoop, I'm out of here. <laughs> He's like, get over here. He's like, no, I was just, I was holding. Oh, <laughs> don't let me, don't let me go down the rabbit hole. I will turn this into another hour of talking about that movie, and I, I cannot do that. Um, yeah, this, the Holy Grail is. A near perfect whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to put it. I won't say it's a good movie. It's not. It's a near perfect whatever the hell it is. You, you know, I don't know how you could improve upon it. At, honestly, in any type of honest way, without 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 watering it down. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. It is the purest form of itself. So. Now, yeah, is, and- uh, how? How closely was Spamalot related to this film? I think pretty. I don't. I've never seen Spamalot, but obviously they based it off of. I always assumed the, it was a musical movie. version of the film. Yeah, I, I have no idea. For stage, I know they got the uh, idea from when they were singing and dancing in in Camelot. Yeah, which I think they mentioned spam in the lyrics of the song. The Knights of the Round Table. We eat Spamalot. Yeah. I think like oh Spamalot. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 That's the ticket. Yeah, see? So yeah. Uh I I I'm a big fan of this movie. Whatever the hell it is. Every time I watch it, I I'm laughing and enjoying it. Not laughing out loud. I never laugh out loud at Monty Python. Almost never. I just sit there and enjoy the craft of it. And then when it's over, I don't know how I feel. <laughs> and I'm being dead serious. Like I don't walk on. That was great. Ah, never. Maybe if I was like drinking with friends, I would. But watch it by myself. Never come away going. Oh, it was really great. I always walk away going, Wow, those guys were weird in a really good way. <laughs> you know, I love it. Yeah, it's the only movie I I think consistently makes me laugh out loud. Even though I know every scene and. In- that's coming up in every just about every line, not by heart because I'm terrible at memorizing lines. But now yeah. I feel like Holy Grail was very John Cleese heavy when it came to all the different characters and stuff. But I don't think he played the most of them. But I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of the most memorable characters and lines come from characters played by Cleese. Yeah, the, he was Tim. Yeah, I think it was the Black Knight. He was maybe? the Black Knife. Black Knight. Yeah, yeah. Lancelot. I feel like. So for me, I love all of them, but Michael Palin is my favorite. <laughs> He's hilarious. I feel like Michael Palin is a genius, and that's part of why I think I like Life Brian so much. I feel like Michael Palin had some more time to shine in that movie. But yeah, every time he opens his mouth, I crack up. All the way to like to uh, Fierce Creatures, which was like you know, uh, well, I mean, Fish Called Wanda, and then there was like. The not sequel, but follow the cast made another movie called Fierce Creatures, same cast from Fish Called Wanda. And both of those movies have uh, Michael Palin in them. And I mean, every word that every time he opens his mouth, I crack up. It's like his, there's something <laughs> like the innocence in his face. I don't know what it is, but it just kills me every time. <laughs> this guy right here. Yeah. That guy right there. 
Yeah, he was a he was the knight who says knee, the leader. Right. The main one. Right. Yep. I really liked uh, Eric. Is it Eric? Eric Idle. Yeah, Sir Robin. Right. He was my favorite when I was a kid. I mean, in just this movie. Oh yeah. He. <laughs> When he was he was uh, standing by with the at the witch trial, yeah, and he's like, "Burn her, burn her, she's a witch!" And they're going through all these questions. Yeah, and he's like, "What else floats? Bread? <laughs> all wrong?" It's <laughs> like, "No," and they're all thinking. And he's like, "There's one scene where he he's trying not to crack up." And I think they said this in the uh, the commentary. So he starts biting down on his knife he's holding, so he won't laugh. But it just fits because he's just like this, like stupid peasant. Person yeah, he's like this degenerate peasant who <laughs> barely thinks straight. That's a, Eric Idle can make a, a a dumb guy face better yeah. than almost anybody on the planet. Like he kind of slacks his jaw and his big pointy nose kind of like droops a little bit, and and he just makes himself look like a caveman level of just durr. And he can milk that so well, like. What he can do with his face. Him and uh, John Cleese are in that scene. John Cleese is like right behind him. And they're all just like, every time he asks a question, does just look like the stupidest people? You've ever seen? <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. I don't know how they do that with their faces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, 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 small rocks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, I remember watching in high school, it was on HBO or something, and it was a Monty Python reunion show. It was done in front of a live audience on a sound on a stage. And <clears throat> of course, Graham was dead by that time. Aww. And so what they did is they came out and they all sat around and then they brought out an urn and just sat it on the coffee table in front of them. <laughs> and every time they referred to Graham while talking about what, you know, they're just talking through something, they just kept they would gesture toward the urn. <laughs> <laughs> never never addressed that it was ridiculous it was just like that's graham and they whenever they talk about it they gesture at this freaking urn <laughs> and then at the end they like, gave him a reward or like an award or i can't remember what it was like a little glass uh like like a little trophy something like that and they were passing around they're holding it and they're thanking everybody for it and they're like but really this belongs to graham they opened up the urn and drop it in an ash a cloud of ash just spills out <laughs> <of the top. laughs> And then Eric busts out the guitar and they sang Bright Side of Life and everything was perfect. Yep. Oh, man. That's the actually one of the things I love about these guys. As they've gotten older, they didn't soften up that much. Their humor has been still, like, when they get together and stuff like that, they're still just perfectly comfortable making asinine things banal. You know, they're perfectly, and it's biting and it's dark and they that's it's like the skin that they're comfortable in, you know? I don't know how much they've all gotten along that well in their later years. You know, Gilliam went on to be an extremely successful director. John Cleese is in all kinds of stuff. You know, he's in Harry Potter, man. Right. Nearly Headless Nick. Yep. That's uh, Nicholas. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, these guys, right? Genius. Genius. But not really. But yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they had a genius. They had a shared genius that it's like it didn't have to be an intellectual genius at all, but they make it sound intellectual, but it's completely silly. Yeah, it's, it sounds like they just come up with stupid stuff 
but they're really, really good at selling it to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I buy it. And I'm like, yeah, that was great, but stupid as hell. <laughs> but you pulled it off so well. Yep. They commit. They, they commit. Do. That's that's it. They do. They committed. Like King Arthur was saying, he committed to his role. He was King Arthur. <laughs> that's right. That is right. Well, gentlemen, I think that about wraps it up for this one. I encourage the listeners to go watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail and then share with us on Discord your favorite scenes and quotes. Uh, you can it's join on us Netflix. on Netflix. It is on Netflix. You can join us on Discord by going to betterkind.com and clicking on the Discord link, and it'll take you right to our Discord server where we have channels where we're discussing all kinds of fun, including our Mandalorian spoiler channel, which you can avoid or partake in at will. Uh, so please join us there. It's a lot of fun. We like talking with you guys. And and, and th those of you who are in there, uh, we, we love the fact that you're there and we love interacting with you guys. And and yes, don't stop. Weather, if you're not there, we don't. The weather's it. getting cold, which means, mm -hmm. you know, we sit around doing dumb stuff in the house more. So more discord. That's what that means. That's right. That's what that means. So also wherever you get the podcast, you run out, give us a nice little review, reach more listeners just like you. That'd be great. In the meantime, I'm Corey. Over there's Mike, smelly empty chair. Over there's Howie. Burp. Over there's Garrick. Wallander. Yeah, Wallander. I'm the next Wallander. You know I'll what? You know what they say about you, Mr. Wallander? They say that your mother is a hamster and your father smells of elderberry jelly. Oh. Elderberry jelly! I your general The spitting makes me...